milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I'm joined by Leonora Carlota. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So there's so many things that we have going on, and we're going to try to cover them all today. So it's going to be a busy, busy show today, and we have a lot of clips. Uh, we're going to be talking about Christopher Ray. He was on the committee. Uh, he was in the oversight committee. Uh, in the Senate, and uh, there's a lot of great questions. We're going to have short clips of each uh, one of the senators that really made the highlights. Um, congratulations to Carrie Lake. Finally, Arizona. Yeah, it took it took it. two days. I mean, it was very very close. Yes, Ron DeSantis has has really been a rock star, cracking down on gender mutilization, and uh, also uh, he did the unthinkable. And uh, I wish more governors were like DeSantis. Um, he fired a state attorney for he, not following the a law. A Soros attorney. For not following the law. Yes, yeah, That's what we need to remember here. Soros has taken his open society organizations and funding NGOs who are funding candidates in exploitable cities like Tampa, I think is where this uh, district attorney is from. And Tampa is run by a liberal mayor, and it's got a liberal population, I would presume. Um, and and so what's happening is across the country, whether it's Philadelphia or Kim Fox in Chicago or, you know, the guy in San Francisco who's out, they got him out, or um, Garcetti in L.A., um, all of these different uh, figures, you know, are the ones that are uh, turning a blind eye. Just look at New York. New York has this uh, headline, and the headline is uh, pretty disturbing. It's uh, 10 people, 945 days, 485 crimes, and most are still free. And uh, finally, they're going after these, you know, these recidivist criminals. Yeah. Uh, and trying to put them behind bars. But, you know, Mayor, Mayor Adams 
uh, he's the one, Eric Adams in New York, he's the one that's calling it insane, but yet it, these are liberal policies that he supported. He supported, and you know the, the sad thing about this was when Adams was elected, people thought as a former police commissioner that he would do a better job of cleaning up the streets, and he's been not so successful on the front on which he campaigned, and he's been a bit of a disappointment. Absolutely. So let's take a listen to uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. I just thought this was absolutely remarkable, uh, somewhat unprecedented. I've not seen it in my lifetime. Um, And so he found the law. They they looked into it, and it said that the governor can, you know, if the district attorney goes, you know, unhinged or goes off the rails— and starts violating law, right? Then you can suspend the district attorney, and that's in fact what he did. He's and it's the, the Democrat, it's the uh, it's the governor that actually has that power. And, and the person that we're speaking of is the Hillsborough County, which is where Tampa is located. State Attorney Andrew Warren, a Democrat. Yes, a Democrat. All right. So let's take a listen to what Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, has to say. The Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not in individual state attorneys. And so when you flagrantly violate your oath of office, when you make yourself above the law, uh, you have violated your duty, uh, you have neglected your duty, and you are displaying a lack of competence uh, to be able to reform those duties. And so today we are suspending state attorney Andrew Warren effective immediately. Good for him. Another another day, another great Ron DeSantis clip. Let's take a listen to what he said the day before. This is about gender dysphoria. They talk about young kids getting gender-affirming care. They don't tell you what that is. They're actually giving young, very young girls double mastectomies. They want to castrate these young boys. That's wrong. You don't disfigure 10, 12-year-old kids. Of course you don't. Involved in just protecting children in this state across a wide variety of things. And one of the things that they're trying to do is they talk about these very young kids getting gender-affirming care. What they don't tell you what that is, is they're actually giving very young girls double mastectomies. They want to castrate these young boys. That's wrong. And so we've stood up and said, both from the health and children well-being perspective, you know, you don't disfigure 10, 12, 13-year-old kids uh, based on gender dysphoria. Eighty percent of it resolves anyways by the time they get older. So why would you be doing this? I think these doctors need to get sued for what's happening. I'm sorry. You know, and that's so true. Eighty percent of this gets resolved. I mean, there's so many things that goes through a child's head. Exactly. It's the time in which you're so insecure when you're physically maturing, you're physically developing, you're you're comparing yourself against your peers. You you know, you're trying to figure out your life. You feel like you don't fit in. And the funny thing about that is you know, you have these kids that think, okay, I'm not one of the cool kids. You find out that the cool kids are just as insecure as the, the so, so-called not cool kids. And if we give it, and if parents give into this feeling of insecurity, you know, we would have, you know, a whole nation of people that uh, have been disfigured. So, you know, it's all by design. These teachers going woke, the critical race theory, yep. uh, the tearing down of statues, 
you know, the two standards of justice. Yep. We're going to get into that big time uh, with Christopher Ray, who basically ended up saying, oh, I have a flight to catch like it's like it was a commercial flight. But it wasn't. It was a, it was a government plane, you know, the charter or whatever. And he was called on that by Chuck, by Chuck Grassley, I believe that he didn't you know that he did not need to go catch the flight. He could delay it. Yeah. He's such a loser. Uh, honestly, he's such a lying deceitful uh just i mean he he's he's very elusive he's got to be the like the world's greatest liar Mm -hmm. although i think that hillary clinton also gets that because you know when she was 10 hours before a committee uh talking about benghazi i could not believe she sort of got away with that unscathed but part of that is because I think some of these senators really don't want to solve the pro- uh, the problems. You know, you get a lot more, uh, I think, done with people like Jim Jordan or Matt Gates or, you know, a lot of these people that are um, getting into it. But, you know, we used to think that, but nothing's getting done regardless, you know, uh, across the board. Just when you think you have a rock star, you're like, okay, but... What did that actually accomplish? Putting something, someone up there that's not under oath, for example. And, and why do the Democrats want these committee hearings where the person's not under oath? But it's all by design. It's part of the globalist structure. It's part of what they're doing around the world. They want to seize control of all of these different things. They're going to pass this stimulus spending bill. Of course, Cory Booker said, we're not leaving for our holiday break until we get this done. So I wonder what they paid off Cinema because I don't believe Cinema has a snowball's chance of winning mm-hmm. uh, her, her re-election. Yeah. And so therefore, uh, she must have gotten a golden parachute. You know what the golden parachute is, right? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a you know... What do you call it in corporate uh, exit? Whatever it's an exit, exit package. package. It's a soft landing. It's, you know, yeah. there's all types of words that they yeah. use for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's an exit package. It's a soft landing. It's a golden parachute. That's what she got. And of course, Mansion. He's going to get this six million dollar pipeline down the road sometime. He'll get screwed. But here's the thing. So he's selling there. This thing that they're calling. Uh, an inflation bill, inflation in, reduction, inflation reduction bill. It's anything but. <laughs> yeah, here's what here's what the CBC CBC CBC. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. This CBO. <laughs> CBO. Yeah. Uh, so, a letter from two thirty top economists. Okay, to House and Senate leadership, the inaptly named Inflation Reduction Act of twenty twenty two would do nothing of the sort and instead would perpetrate the same fiscal... uh, Let me just make sure my volume doesn't go off here. Um, Would do nothing of the sort and instead would perpetuate the same fiscal policy errors that have helped precipitate the current troubling economic climate. And here's the thing. The CBO reported... That on inflation on the Re- Inflation Reduction Act, which is sort of like akin to Black Lives Matter, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. or or global warming. Right. You know? I mean, they, they they come up with these names. Anti-fascist is a good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're nothing but fascists over at the anti-fascist group. 
Um, well, the, the oxymoron uh, terminology that you always see. Yeah. Democrats are masters at, at deception, you know, because they have to deceive you in order to pass their lying bills. Like the recession deception. That's my terminology. Yeah. But <laughs> if spending, but it's clearly going to do three things. And I'll tell you why they're doing this, by the way. So the CBO, CBO reported, uh, Budget Office reported on Inflation Reduction Act. Bill could, could it probably will, increase inflation in 2023. It will. It will increase inflation in 2023. The fundamentals are really, really poor. And the housing market, although this may delay the demise of the housing market, because there's also another thing built into the bill where Californians will get another year of not having to pay their rent. Yeah. And there's stories about these people that are getting uh, uh, amnesty on their rent. Not, or not an abatement, but like they're getting a reprieve. They'll still have to pay it at some point. But the landlords are getting screwed because they don't get the luxury of the bank. Exactly. Giving them a pass. And what happens to those businesses? What happens to those corporations but that are running those rental units? People are driving around in BMWs, going on vacations, throwing parties while they're not paying their rent. Yeah. Well, and yeah. there's stories of this. Uh, like uh, I was watching this news program yesterday on Fox News. And they said this one guy, he's driving around in a DeLorean. Uh, literally a DeLorean, yeah. you know, which <laughs> I don't even know if that's a valuable car anymore. But... You know, um, they're driving around and, and they're buying BMWs. They're throwing parties, and it's just absolutely uh, absurd. So the bill could increase inflation in 2023, is what it says. Yeah. It will. Extending Obamacare subsidies for the wealthy would reduce incentives to work. Okay, 15% corporate minimum tax reduces incentives for businesses to invest. So when you um, tax like that, it's going to reduce their uh, their investment ability. Exactly, because if a corporation is only being charged six percent versus ten percent, you know they're more likely to they're more likely to invest in uh, hiring people, in technology, in all types of things that grow the engine of the economy. But you know, you, when you bring up the Obamacare, okay, well, subsidies for the rich. The whole point of Obamacare was to help people that couldn't afford health insurance, or were people that were between uh, um, didn't have a job, self employed, where they could get health insurance at a relatively reasonable rate. Yeah, but what this is all about, Leonore, is this is all about the midterm election. Of course. This is about giving this extension of amnesty to the rent payers and and also um, the people that don't want to go back to work, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get more reprieve. Yeah. Uh, through this through this bill so that it's going to and and then the housing collapse that's inevitable it's going to happen um, and it's just delaying the housing crisis because uh, the the mortgage rates are going up and the housing uh, crisis is starting to really level on people right the cost of your mortgage is going way way up and uh, the the uh, the value of a house is going way down and uh, people are going to have to start cutting away if they want to sell their house and get out of that market, which I recommend they do. Uh, they're going to have, you know, there are already these reports of what what's on um, 
the uh, amount of houses that are up for sale. P- they've done some studies on what people are Googling, and one thing that people are Googling are things like, sell my house fast. Yeah. What is the definition of a recession? I mean, people are, because yeah. people are frustrated because they see, yeah. they look at the money that they have, and they have less of so it. So this is a bridge to the election, so that the people that might be liberals aren't, aren't going to feel the pain uh, as much as they normally would uh, you know, with regard to like getting thrown out in the street if they mm-hmm. haven't paid their rent. Yeah. So they're going to be like, oh, well, you can't throw them out in the street. This bill, this act yeah. uh, prevents you from doing that. And we're going to go ahead and just start giving people money. They're basically buying votes. And that's the problem. That's the real problem. Well, that's what happens. You know, when you've got an election, you've got to figure out a way to get people's loyalty. And if you can't do it by running an efficient government and by making people's lives better, which is what President Trump did, you can do it by just throwing them a bunch of freebies. And somebody is going to have to pay the price when you keep kicking the can (laughs) down the road and down the road. It, it, It might be you. It might be your children. It might be your grandchildren. But somebody is going to pay the price for continuing to balloon our uh, deficit. So get this. The United Nations, who's behind so much of this refugee crisis and behind all this redistribution of wealth and all these different things, um, UN declares war on dangerous conspiracy theories. The world is not secretly manipulated by the global elite. Do you believe that? No, I don't believe that because I can tell you, and you know I've written about this, the whole idea of globalism has been around for 200 years. I mean, we have been talking about this for for a long time now. You know, we've been talking about, you know, this idea that if we all work together, it's going to be kumbaya, et cetera. It's not going to be kumbaya. Well, here's Alex Antic. He's a senator from South Australia. Australians, they have a strong conservative base of politicians that ha- that are able to make a difference, despite the fact that, just like Canada, they are being ruled by a socialist, and just like America, so we're no exception. Just like America, just like Canada, just like France, but where Fr- France is concerned, they're they they lost their uh, Macron lost his power. He's lost his power. And he's what's uh, happening in, he's between a rock and a hard place right now. what's happening in England, I think also, people are revolting all around the world. Italy, their government has collapsed. Um, the countries that are doing well, like Hungary and Poland, um, those are countries that are conservatively led, and uh, they're doing better. And New Zealand and Australia are going to collapse so much that the people are going to eventually take over and take their countries back. As is the case in America. I think that uh, we're going to take back the House and Senate. I think we're going to take back the White House in 2024. And with a Trump-DeSantis 12-year reign of power, uh, I think that we will right the wrongs and uh, be the be the world's leader, uh, be the leader in the world as we, we always have been. But let's take a listen to Alex Antic. He's talking about basically globalism. Let's take a listen. Anyone who's been paying even the slightest amount of attention can see that many of the so-called experts have been wrong on virtually every point in the last two years, from lockdowns to the injections being safe and effective. Bureaucrats like to keep the fear alive to solidify their own importance and therefore their own funding. And if there's one word I never want to hear again, it's modelling. 
When was the last model that was proven in hindsight to be accurate? It's not just the COVID experience which bells the cat on the rise of big government. One only has to look at the intrusions by government into our lives in areas like the climate, the surveillance state and the rise of the quasi-state operatives, the apparatchiks of the big government ethos in universities, in schools, and the, woke, the, the woke corporate sector and its insidious ESG agenda. Politicians must stop simply enforcing the whims of bureaucrats and the so-called experts. We exist to serve you, the Australian people, not to control your lives. There's an old biblical teaching which states, the greatest among you shall be your servant. This is the basis for the Western ethos of political leadership. In the entire history of mankind, there has never been a bureaucracy which is sincerely and genuinely concerned about people. Always question everything. Always look for ulterior motives. Why have they allowed Australians to be vilified? Why have they allowed Australians to be thrown out of jobs and discriminated against? Because they care so much about our safety? Or is it something else, something more sinister? Nobody should ever take the risk on the promise of being granted their freedom back. This is the stuff of tyrannical authoritarianism. And I hope Australian politics realises that Australians have had enough of having their lives run by people far removed from them. This is Australia, not the People's Republic of China. We should be governed by the lowest and least centralised level of authority as possible to preserve our basic freedoms, including freedom of movement, speech and choice. It's time we scaled back the power of these bureaucracies and it's time that politicians who say they love this country to go out and prove it. It's time we drain the billabong. <laughs> the billabong. Yeah, that was really, really great. Now, that juxtapose that with a story over at the National Pulse and it says, the headline is, Germany wants to tax citizens with higher CO2 use and gas-powered cars. And one of the other things about this inflation bill, because mm -hmm. I'm not calling it the inflation reduction bill. I'm not going to give them that. I'm going to call it the inflation bill. Yeah. Because it's going to cause inflation. That's mm -hmm. number one. It's going to devalue our dollar. That's yep. number two. Yep. And in the face of China and Russia, um, basically trying to get off of the... Uh, the dollar, the easiest way you can get off the dollar as a central currency for around the world is to devalue the dollar to where mm -hmm. it's worthless. Yeah. That is the biggest concern, folks. That is a big concern. And so, you know, what they're talking about with this, the whole initiative for climate and the whole initiative for COVID is to control people. Mm -hmm. COVID was going to bring you the vaccine passport, which was going to be converted into the social credit score system, which would allow people like Justin Trudeau to say, I don't know, like seize the bank accounts of the Ottawa truckers or allow the FBI here in America to go ahead and just break down your doors and offer up two standards of justice, one for the liberals and one for the conservatives. And it's this kind of power and control to where if you don't toe the line, say the right things, they're going to get big tech after you with their algorithms. They're going to put you in a box, marginalize you as a human being, and make your life miserable. Didn't they already say that? The people that aren't going to get the vaccinations, we got to make their life really difficult. Yep. They said that out loud. And now we know that the vaccines just don't work. We know that. They lied to us. And here we are. Let's take a listen to Tucker Carlson. And then you're going to see this senile old man with COVID 
After being vaccinated four times, Joe Biden called himself a vice president. These people you are just almost gave away bra- the punchline. <laughs> yeah. First, we want to bring you an update from the White House. Now, after the COVID-19 vaccines came out to much fanfare, Tony Fauci told us, and we're quoting, when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they're not going to get infected. Why are we rereading this to you? Because history is important. This just happened last year and everyone's forgotten it. We refuse to forget it because the entire business of America stopped and people's lives were destroyed on the basis of these claims. Here's another. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky added that vaccinated people, quote, do not carry the virus and they don't get sick. That's the head of the CDC. And then Joe Biden told us repeatedly, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That was the talking point of the month. All of a sudden, though, the pandemic is starting to look kind of different. The pandemic is starting to look like a pandemic of Joe Biden. He seems to have the most COVID out of 350 million people in this country. Biden is double vaccinated, double boosted, and yet he just tested positive for COVID again for the sixth straight day. Biden first tested positive on July 21st. We're keeping track. Then he tested negative. Then he had what they're calling a rebound. So what is this about? We'd love to know, but no one can talk to the White House doctor about any of this. Why? We don't know. Probably other reasons. But we are able to hear from Joe Biden, who's in isolation. How's he doing? Well, today during a roundtable discussed with business leaders, Joe Biden announced that he is not actually the president, which you already knew. Instead, Biden said he's the vice president. I've spoken to the chairwoman about the possibility of my being able to buy one of those Corvettes that are electric vehicles. That, uh, you know, when they come out, uh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president. Can't drive a vehicle while he's vice president, which he currently is. Maybe he can't drive a vehicle because the state of Delaware has revoked his license in the interest of public safety. But whatever, (laughs) turns out the guy who got the most votes for president ever, 847 million, or was it billion votes, more votes than anyone ever, more votes than there are people on planet Earth, doesn't realize that he's still the president. But Joe Biden's comments say are great news for at least one person who lives in the Delaware area, and that, of course, would be Corn Pop, the bad dude of Wilmington. As of today, Corn Pop knows Joe Biden's not driving any throwdowns in his Corvette with a top-down, six-foot chain in hand. He can't. He's the vice president. (laughs) Yeah, well, it gets worse. You know, Jerry Nadler. Listen to what Jerry Nadler has to say. He's having a debate with another senile old Democrat. Um... And here, I think he's going to lose his seat. I don't know. But uh, let's take a listen to this. And, that, and I have passed the um, uh, two impeachments. And in, in leading this, I've impeached uh, Bush twice. And an insurrectionist Republican Party. <laughs> an insurrectionist Republican Party. And I impeached Bush twice. No, you didn't. You impeached Trump twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> and you called an infiltration of from the FBI, the rogue FBI. You called that a uh, insurrection. Yeah. So let's take a listen to uh, this real quick clip from Marsha Blackburn speaking of the FBI and Christopher Wray. They're trying to do Americans uh, looked at what they perceived to be and I think rightly so a ton of money that was wasted on the Russia collusion investigation. So do you agree that the allegation of secret collusion between President Trump and Russia was a hoax? Yes or no? 
I, I don't think that's the terminology I would use, but uh, I think there's been a lot written on this subject, and uh, both in the special counsel's report, the inspector general's Just report. Yes or no is fine. So that's not a term I would use. Okay. Uh, do you agree that the Hunter Biden laptop was not Russia disinformation? Uh, now you're asking about an ongoing investigation uh, that I expect our folks to pursue aggressively, and I just I can't comment on okay, that. Okay, and you possess the laptop, right? Uh, again, I can't discuss that yeah. ongoing okay. investigation. They're trying to. Do- so, what did you get out of that, Christopher Ray? What, nothing. What did you- nothing. He what? didn't give up anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I love Marsha Blackburn. She's a really good. Uh, questioner she uh, she's got this soft southern uh, style but she, she you know she's really like a sledgehammer with the questions oh absolutely absolutely yeah i uh i thought that was a great line of questioning yeah I, she was the uh she was the one that asked what a woman is yeah yeah she that was her question yeah exactly to the uh judge we had her on the show i want to say it was about two years ago with her book yeah she was yeah. very good yeah yeah the, the judge was hired because she was black and she was a woman yeah yeah, remember that one? Yep, I do. Yeah, and so now she's judging <laughs> at the Supreme Court. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Her credentials, black and a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Moderna considering creating an mRNA monkeypox vaccine amid growing demand for shots. More than 20... So you have to be gay. Yeah. I mean... Now, when you get the monkeypox, if you run into some gay dude or yeah. woman, um, and they have bumps all over their face, yeah, I think that's the person that needs to be wearing a couple of masks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe doesn't need to be <clears throat> showing their face in public. We're calling it a health emergency, but it is a thing that impacts a subset of the population i'm being as politically correct as i i can be there that's what it is it it is a disease that impacts largely gay men i mean that you know it is not a a cause for emergency these sores on your face then there is contagions as chicken pox right so you definitely don't want to be around the person that has these um you know uh, gay bumps all over your face, gay right? Um, but here's the thing. You know, there's a meme out there. It says, if you allow the government to break the law for an emergency, guess what? They will create emergencies to break the law. Yeah. Can I have can, can I have some, uh, you know, love on that one? Yeah. So um, don't worry. Kink and fetish festivals will go on. So here's another meme. Remember when you couldn't get, go to church, gym, theater, or a restaurant because of COVID? San Francisco Kink and Fetish Festival to press on despite monkeypox emergency. Now, now that's a direct relationship. And then there's this great uh, one that I get a laugh out of every time. It's more visual than it is anything else, but it says COVID showing monkeypox around the workplace, you know, and it's like, oh, there's the yeah. water cooler over here. Yeah, well, you it's... Know, we're uh, going to just do the uh, pandemic 2.0. Yeah, well, and, and you know, the thing is, um, in Minnesota, they have, apparently, they are already having a monkeypox vaccine shortage. They only have 3,000 vaccines. They need 90,000. So apparently, uh, monkeypox is breaking out in Minnesota. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is that? I, I, I don't know. They, they already have a shortage of the vaccine in Minnesota. 
It's insane. It's insane. I mean, no, I don't take the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine and just don't take it. mRNA, don't take it. Yeah. But here's the thing. So uh, just scrolling up my Twitter, it says the U.N. made a booklet mapping out exactly how to get through Mexico and cross the U.S. border. Hmm. Let's see. In many cases, we've got Brazil as well. Brazilian passports. We've got more documentation of families from Chile whose children were born in Chile, lived there uh, before they came over here. And then down here. We've got more Uruguay, and then we've got all of these as well, Costa Rica, um, and many parts of Africa as well, Angola, Ghana. But the worst thing we found so far is this document here. This is a pamphlet, a how-to guide on how to travel through Mexico as a refugee, as a migrant. It's put out by the UN, UNHCR. And it basically walks them through step by step Mexico and your destination, your destination in Mexico, your trip, security, and it walks them through bullet points on how to get across the country. This is to get them to the U.S. border, to get them to cross into the United States illegally. And this is being put out by the United Nations, leftist globalists within the United Nations being uh, aided by International Rescue Committee. Uh, it's all connected. They claim to be compassionate, but they are causing what you see around us here. They're inviting more of this, along with the Democrats and the fake news media that is down here worrying about Border Patrol on horseback rather than the children that are being assaulted and the, the, the women that are being raped and the people that are being murdered along the way. You know, that's disturbing. And I say this. I say, you know, I'm sick and tired of these leaders calling for an emergency. Now it's monkeypox. Yeah. And what that does, that gives them uh, unfeathered, uh, unfettered um, uh, funding. Yeah. That gives them uh, basically power and control that mm-hmm. they otherwise normally wouldn't have. Uh, like that's really normally mm-hmm. in violation of a constitu- or the constitutional privileges mm-hmm. that they would have. So they're they're basically hoarding power like a tyrant, mm-hmm. and they're doing it in these liberal states, and they're declaring states of emergency. I remember WHO had a vote of nine to six, I think it was, that it was an emergency, and and by the way, nobody has died from this uh, monkeypox. You don't die from it typically. You know, it's not a thing that kills you. It's a it's like chickenpox. Yeah. Not too many people die. You can conceivably die from it but you know you have to be surrounded by people that have visual you know this is not asymptomatic spread that's number one number two people aren't dying from it number three you got to be in a very select group um and you know it doesn't make any sense that they would call a state of emergency except what are they up to Mm -hmm. this election season what are they up to and um and the un is involved the globalists are involved. They want to make sure they rig the American elections, just like George Soros mm-hmm. has been backing and funding these district attorneys, and mm-hmm. we've seen how that's worked out. It's been terrible. Um, they say they sp- he spent $40 billion total. Yeah. Now, 
you know, he's the guy that collapsed the United Kingdom currency by shorting the currency. And over the course of the decades, he's generated tons of money yeah. um, from big governments. And uh, this is the thing. So <clears throat> the other one is breaking uh, via Project Veritas. FBI whistleblower leaks bureaus, uh, the FBI, domestic terrorism symbols guide on militia violent extremists, citing Ashley Babbitt. Document references the Second Amendment, Gat- Gatson flag, revolutionary war imagery, and the Betsy Ross flag. Now, that's interesting. Let's take a listen to Ted Cruz talking to Christopher Ray about this very subject. Let's take a listen. That Project Veritas had obtained a copy of an FBI training material which listed various symbols and themes which, in the FBI's estimation, were indicative of, quote, militia violent extremism. Now, these symbols weren't things like the Ku Klux Klan or the Nazi Party, which naturally would be symbols of that. But instead, they included, rather astonishingly, patriotic symbols of our nation and our history. Included on this list is the Betsy Ross flag, Now, that's fairly remarkable that the Betsy Ross flag in the FBI's indication is indicative of violent uh, militia, violent extremism, because among other people who have been publicly alongside the Betsy Ross flag, we have President Barack Obama, who was sworn in directly underneath two Betsy Ross flags. But it's not just President Obama. We also have President Biden who was sworn in under Betsy Ross flags. It's not just the Betsy Ross flag. Also on this list is the Gadsden flag as a symbol of violent extremism. Now, the state of Virginia has a license plate for the Gadsden flag, as do many other states. Don't tread on me. (laughs) I think people would be astonished to find that having that license plate, the FBI indicates that you're a violent extremist. Also included on this is a text that I was particularly struck is the Gonzales battle flag. Come and take it. As indicative of being a violent extremist militia. Well, I will self-report right now that every day in the Senate I wear my boots that have the Gonzales battle flag on the back of them. Director Ray, what are y'all doing? This makes no sense. Do you you agree with this FBI guidance that the Betsy Ross flag and the Gadsden flag and the Gonzales battle flag are signs of militia violent extremism? And, of course, he gives some (laughs) answer that by the time he's done talking, you're like, I think he may have partially agree you know it's like ridiculous right and and so uh there's a there's an article over in um in the national pulse or or no american greatness i'm sorry american greatness written by uh dan galertner says let's get rid of the fbi and i actually think we should get rid of the fbi gut it completely they are miserable they don't solve anything. They create more problems than, than they uh, otherwise. And just beef up our, our local law enforcement. 
uh, this FBI stuff uh, and, and, and maybe reestablish the FBI, but under a new name and with, without, the, the ex, without the baggage and get rid of all the Democrats that seem to be going rogue, whether it's that district attorney in Florida that DeSantis talked about or whether it's the FBI like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and do what Trump, Trump said to do, which was go in there and just fire the hell out of these people that are violate, violating any kind of ethics and morals and deteriorating like a cancer, the infrastructure of the FBI. And, and you know, for a long time, we've been talking about the Department of Education and closing, you know, why do we need this? See, the problem is the Democrats, they hijack these slush funds. They, they hijack these departments and turn them into slush funds, whether it's Lois Lerner and the IRS, who's now going to get $86 billion to go ahead and wreak havoc all over your life and audit middle class and silence middle class people. And the Department of Education and Jam Common Core and critical race theory and trans BS down your throat and chase conservatives out of that system, freeing it up so that only the liberals can get a free education in America, where the conservatives, if they want to actually care about their children, will have to pay on the side for their education. And the FBI, this two standards of justice and their integration with people like Merrick Garland, who basically doesn't want to look into Hunter, but wants to railroad Trump all through up and down the the legal system. Now, Leonora, you have something. You've been following education quite a bit. Well, I've been following education for some time. I used to be a development director at an award-winning charter school in Philadelphia. But I recently did a book review about former Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos's latest book. It's called Hostages No More, The Fight for Education, Freedom, and the Future of the American Child. And the book review appears on the American Spectator's website. It was posted earlier on this week, earlier this week, so it's not on the homepage right now. You just have to go to authors and Google under first name Leonora. Search uh, Leonora and you'll find it. But what's interesting is she titled it Hostages No More because Horace Mann, the educator, famously said, we who are engaged in the sacred cause of education are entitled to look upon all parents as having given hostages to our cause. So you have to understand that, uh, that education was conceived as an industrial entity where students were not belonging to their parents they were hostages for the state and going to your point about the teachers unions and uh, the department of ed the department of ed jimmy carter established it in 1979 as part of a quid pro quo with the teachers unions and that is why for 40 years now reagan and uh, bush and other conservatives have come forward and trump of course as i was just saying with devos have come forward with the problems that are in the Department of Ed and the calls to abolish it have been ever present on the right. And Betsy DeVos, you know, in conjunction with the book, has gone out and spoken recently about uh, abolishing it again, bringing up this whole point that this department was created not to help children. It was created 
to, you know, give a quid pro quo to the teachers unions. And when she went into the office, she focused on the child. Let's have the money follow the child. Let's give the child a choice that, you know, the the public school funding that goes uh, that, that is spent. We are spending more than other nations and we're 37 on the list of, of countries in terms of our educational performance. 37, despite the fact that we are the country that spends the most on education. So what we need to do is reform it, get rid of it, and have more flexibility, create situations where all students have a choice, a chance and choice to succeed. Not just the rich ones whose parents can pull them out of a, uh, out of a badly performing public school, but every parent has the choice to get the best option for their child. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, that 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 uh, got noticed by some people over at the Betsy Ross. Yeah. Uh, uh, Betsy DeVos. Betsy camp. DeVos, not to be uh, confused <laughs> with Betsy Ross. But yes, yeah, they did get it did get noticed. So we shall we shall see what happens with How that. How do we get to read that article? All right, once again, visit, go to spectator.org and go to authors and you look under L for Leonora. They, we alphabetize, I have no wide reason why, by first name. So Leonora Cravota, and you will see my article about Betsy DeVos, the book review of Hostages No More, and you will also see all my other articles and reviews. And you could also Google Leonora Kravota um, on the just generally or even Leonora spectator. and spectator those yeah. two words yeah you'll find me yeah. yeah so that would be another way to do it um, you know so we got to get ahead of this uh, two standards of justice and the FBI and the Department of Education and uh, and the IRS the IRS scares me because. You know, that is going to be just terrible. This this bill is passing today, I believe. You mean the audit bill? They got the the um, inflation bill, the inflation bill. But there's also talks about that's that's going to be the audit bill, too. Well, because there's talks about how they can get more information. But you you notice, I think these things are interwoven. The um, covid data combined with your tax data people are going out to find people they want you know i'm not saying people should be violating the law of course not but when you have a government that is out there tracking everything that you're doing your decision making your purchases everything it's your your health records everything is out there they can go after you. They can shut you down. They can make you unable to purchase something on Visa or MasterCard. Things can happen, you know, because of all that data that's out right. there. Well, we have a couple of clips I want to play from yesterday's uh, committee hearing uh, with Christopher Ray. Uh, this was one uh, quick one where he says, wide array of criminal threats and drug trafficking at the border. So why are we not closing the border? And not only that, but how can you declare monkeypox a state of emergency when you have the border open allowing people from africa where this is rooted from uh, there's two strains one's from the southern africa and one's from western africa this is the least least deadly of the strains if it's deadly at all nobody's died in america from it but in any case we're allowing those people to come through the open border unsolicited uh the border presents significant uh, security issues. There's a wide array of criminal threats that we encounter uh, down at the border. Uh, we, you mentioned a little bit in some of your questions, the transnational criminal organizations that use diverse and complex methods to traffic drugs. Uh, that then cascades over into prison and street gangs uh, who distribute it. 
There you go. All right, so let's take a listen to this one. This is uh, Kennedy uh, basically getting very emotional, uh, John Kennedy uh, from Louisiana. Let's take a listen. It is Trump. And it is totally... It's not about their political beliefs. Right, right. It's not about their political beliefs. It's about that this is a senior uh, employee at the FBI with years of experience. Going Talking on about so- this guy social Tebow. media and tweeting this kind of stuff. So I have, since I started in... Which gives the people the impression that there is bias, whether there is or there isn't. I feel very strongly, and I have communicated consistently since I started as director, that our folks need to make sure that they're not just doing the right thing, that they're doing it in the right way, and that they avoid, avoid even the appearance of bias or lack of objectivity. And in fact, in fact, one of the things I did, which to my knowledge had never been done before at the FBI, was in 2018, I pulled together and I took, I started at the top, which in my experience, and somebody in law enforcement, never works that way. I started at the top and I brought the 250 or so very top people in the FBI from one corner of the globe to the other for a full day stand down at Quantico where the whole focus of the message, and we heard from the inspector general, we heard from a judge, we heard from the, the people who enforced the Hatch Act. The whole focus I, I know was did. on I know you did, the importance of, a, of and, the but appearance. But you wouldn't do something like this. This man had been with the FBI for 25 years. He's now on leave. He did this kind of stuff as recently as last month. Do you know how this looks to the American people? I will tell you that what you're describing is not representative of the FBI that I see up close every day in this country, where I see patriots working their tails off with tremendous integrity and objectivity. I agree with that and have said that to you repeatedly. But you're killing yourselves with this stuff. And this investigation needs to be completed on this, this gentleman. And the results need to be reported to the American people. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, John Kennedy. All right. Well, you know, the thing is, you can't just say you're doing stuff. And this has been going on. He's, how, he's six years, I think, he's yeah, been in. Yeah, exactly. So, or five years. So enough already. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Or get somebody else. We need to start firing these people for... For McCabe and Strzok and Page to get away with what they got away with and then get television contracts with CNN and MSNBC and yep. the like is, is insane. Let's take a listen to uh, uh, Cotton uh, to Ray. Did Biden, DOJ instruct you not to arrest Supreme Court justices? He says a really cool thing about the MS-13. I mean, these protests wound up with a hitman traveling across the country trying to assassinate Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And we, and we, he's been arrested and charged federally. Seriously, in addition to that actual hitman's crimes, I mean, again, it was happening on national television. Seems like a layup to show up and arrest them. I mean, what, what if those protesters were protesting outside of a district judge home, uh, were members of MS13, and that judge was presiding over the murder and racketeering trial of an MS13 gang lord? Would you expect your agents to show up and arrest those protesters? And he gets into the other part where it's like, do they step up and just can they act like a human being and actually do the right mm-hmm. thing on their own or they need to be told what to do? 
And he was talking about resources and how to better allocate and all this, which is just code word for crazy stuff. Lindsey Graham also to Ray said, do we have operational control of the southern border? And um, and uh, let's take a listen to that one really quick. Well, no, actually, there's really there's a really good clip. We got to hear this. Oh, this one you got to play. This is Liz Cheney. So here's Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney's got a cow. It's 90 degrees out in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cowboy hat. He's got a fleece vest, a pin on one side that says, I voted, and on the other, the American flag. And he's going to bat for Liz Cheney in a sanctioned Liz Cheney political ad. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election, and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will, too. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. <laughs> well, I would hope you would. It yeah. was your dad yeah, making here, it for you. <laughs> so, so Meghan McCain also came out in disdain of Kerry Lake winning and she's upset, too. You know, so these McCains and these Cheneys and the Bushes, you know, this is what we had going on in the last decade and two decades ago. And well, three and, decades and Megan McCain can't come out against century. a lot of people this, that actually supported this her is father. the old guard from the last half century. Yeah. And Donald Trump came in and busted it completely wide open. And these people, these globalists, these so-called Republicans, they're known as rhinos. Uh, are know that they're 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 fleecing of America and their get rich quick schemes in Washington are over, yeah. over, and it's going to be really a sweet day when Liz Cheney gets it handed to her on August sixteenth. So with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams Show. Uh, be sure to check out magapack.org and if you can make a donation over at magapack.org to help us advance America First policies to make America great again. Also, when you go over to my pillow, especially if you go and get that mattress, we have the best discount code for you. That's called Red State. Use Red State as your discount code over at mypillow.com. It does help us out a little bit. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corvetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.